The Mouse Madness Podcast. Hello and welcome. You're listening to Mouse Madness, a podcast dedicated to bracketing all things Disney. I'm Chris Bowersox. And I'm Kyle Skinner. And we are your hosts for Mouse Madness. Each episode will focus on a single Disney topic, generate a bracket, and debate our way through the madness to figure out who or what is truly the best. Follow us and play along on Twitter at Mouse Madness Pod or send us an email at mousemadnesspodcast at gmail.com. Chris, we are back after going through some villains, seeing which one was the most relatable, that, that was a fun, silly bracket. And, uh, you know, now we're heading back into kind of a land of nostalgia with this one. Sure. It's some more weirdness. Um, and it is the best Disney sing-along VHS bracket. And oh, this yeah. bracket kind of like developed very organically because in Discord, I think Tess and Mandy were on a, a Disney sing-along kick or something. And then you, Kyle, found a Disney sing-along t-shirt on the internet. <laughs> and when we were talking about scary Disney parks character costumes, uh, yep. one of my good friends, Barry, texted me about uh, the trees from the Haunted Mansion, which I had already brought up in the show. Um, so we had all of these Disney sing-alongs uh, references kind of pop up at once. So we're like, we got to get a bracket together. Strike while the iron's hot. So to help us out, we brought Barry onto the show to help us break it down. So Barry, welcome to Mouse Madness. Hello. Yes, I saw that you're, you guys were doing the creepiest villains. And to this day, my mother makes fun of me for being spooked by uh, Donald Duck in a sheet, as she calls it, <laughs> from the VHS tape, which shaped my childhood. And I, it just unlocked a whole lot of nostalgia for me. So very excited to be here. Totally. So uh, you obviously had the Disneyland fun VHS. Uh, do you know like any other ones you might have had as we were going through kind of watching all of these Disney sing-alongs? I couldn't, I couldn't remember. I was like, I think I maybe had like four of these. I don't remember yeah. if I had this one for sure. Yeah. As I was going through all the links that you sent me, I think I really only had two. Like I think okay, I had yeah. Disney Funland and then uh, the circus one, the last one, which <laughs> when I, when I clicked on it, I... <laughs> immediately called my sister and my sister was like the motorcycles upside down like she we those were the two that i think we watched on repeat and the circus one is wild so i can't wait to get to that oh my gosh that's so funny um <laughs> all right so um we need we need definitely need a little help uh yes. with this with these conversations so we need uh spoonfuls of sugar for sure kyle uh, what do you got it is uh, morning time here on the West Coast, so I quite literally rolled out of bed for this one, and I made myself some coffee, and last time I did this, I didn't put anything in it. It was for our DCA 1.0 bracket. Um, this time, I put a little splash of brandy in it, and it's not in Ooh. my uh, spoonful of sugar mug. I forgot that I had this, and I should have brought it up on a podcast a long time ago, but it seems fitting for this one. I have a Pongo mug. That Tess sent me. Uh, oh, she wow. sent me uh, this mug that has a matching Perdita one, and I use it all the time. I just haven't ever brought it up on the show. So, Tess, thank you so much for these mugs. They're awesome. And there is a Pongo and Perdita <laughs> sing along on here. So, I knew I needed to bring out this mug for this episode. 
Chris, what have you got? Uh, shout out to uh, Juggernaut Tess. Is that her? Is that her nickname officially in the in the Mouse Madness circle? Yeah, I, I think. Or so. Powerhouse so. Powerhouse Tess. Powerhouse, powerhouse. Tess. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I got my favorite beer to drink whenever we have to watch a lot of content in a small <laughs> amount of time. It's the TV Party New England Pale yes. Ale from Radiant Pig. Uh, I drank this one when we did Twilight Zone. We did decoms. Um, there's little guys with TVs on their heads. And yeah, that's how I felt uh, watching all of these Disney sing-alongs in, in the best way, though. Sure. Uh, it's not a sour ale. So, you know, <laughs> it's not I'm not gonna be your favorite. I'm, I'm not a one trick <laughs> pony. It's not also not my favorite. Um, but, you know, I like to stay educated on other styles of beers as well. Sure. Uh, Barry, what about you? Um, I have it's just about noon here. So we're really getting started early in New York. <laughs> I've got a 1911 premium small batch hard cider and it's Ooh. cherry flavor, black cherry flavored. Um, I tried to find the honey crisp apple, which is in my opinion, their best flavor was going to go for a poison apple thing, but I guess we're going to have to tie this back to uh, Mary Poppins cherry tree lane. If we, if we have to tie this back, that's what we're going to do. <laughs> so good. That sounds so bomb. Um, but, yeah. So uh, before we break down some Disney sing-alongs, we want to do a very quick uh, pre-show discussion on the Disney parks. Chris was able to get to the parks before any of us on our Discord, uh, actually, maybe if Marissa's in the Discord, I think she might have gone. But Chris kind of on a whim was like, I'm, I'm in California. I, I'm going to get to these parks. And he was able to get there, what, two days after Avengers Campus opened? It was totally accidental and non-intentional, but uh, I made it. Yeah, on uh, Monday, June 7th, it was three days after Avengers Campus opened, and I got to do... So much stuff. Uh, yeah. I park hopped and, and I want to like break a lot of the trip down, but I want to wait until Kyle goes next sure. week uh, yep. before like I, I talk about Avengers Campus and how it is and talk about my first experience with Batu. Uh, so <laughs> I just briefly wanted to go over some like quick tips for like attending the parks that I can pass on to you kyle please because please. i think this will help your uh trip experience a little bit uh, all right so so like the number one thing is just be patient and understand <laughs> that this is not disneyland as you know it <laughs> sure. and and literally nothing you do will be the same down to <laughs> this these smallest details like drinking water in the park like you <laughs> you no longer can stand in line and drink some water. Like that's, right. that's, that's against the COVID rules. So I don't really know how strict um, they're going to be after the 15th. Yep. Uh, they haven't really announced like, Oh, we're lifting all restrictions or some restrictions. They just kind of have at 15th as like a penciled in date for something may change on the 15th. So we still right. don't really know. Um, but just in case all of those restrictions are still in effect, just, like I said, know that there's going to be a learning curve to Disneyland. All right. And All so right. Uh, it's going to be annoying at times. And cast members are going to be annoying at times. And you are <laughs> going to be annoying at times to cast members and other people. Like, that's just like it's just how it goes. Everyone's in it together. So sure. the other thing is like how to start your day. So okay. 
you uh, have a Blue Bayou reservation, which you've uh, you've already done everything you've needed to up to this point, right? Yep. (laughs) Uh, We did not have one of those, and so we were already behind the eight ball on the day because food is an absolute disaster at the parks right now. Mm. It's either mobile ordering or pickup, and the pickup food is like a churro, and the mobile ordering food is some chicken fingers that you have to place an hour in advance and then wait an hour at the pickup window for you to get your chicken fingers. It is, it's, it's just awful. So like, if I had to do it again, I would eat a lot of food before I go and then try and somehow get eat some like protein bars during the day and then eat afterwards. Sure. But because you have a dining reservation, you are sitting pretty right now. The uh, worst time to arrive at the parks, which open at nine and close at nine, 8.30 is the worst time to arrive, which is the exact <laughs> okay. time I arrived because I was misled. I got misinformation from the Disney Reddit. Yikes. I got my boarding pass for Web Slingers at 7. I got boarded group 6 because I got fast fingers, yo. Holy hell. So I had a 9.10 boarding time. Uh, and the Disney Reddit said, don't go until like 8.30 if you have a boarding group because all these people are going to be lined up. Uh, they're going to get into the parks. It's going to be a super long line. And if you roll up like right before 9 o'clock, there'll be no one in line because everyone's going to be already in the parks. Because yeah. I will say there are a lot of rope droppers because sure. the operating hours are so limited and the experience is like now geared towards super heavy Disney users, yeah. um, which is a problem I want to talk about after you go. Like... <laughs> You think everyone would just like be there already, but they weren't. I got there at 830 and the line was down to like that old entrance to the parking lot. That's kind of in between California Adventure and and Disneyland. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. gosh. It was, so we wait. So we waited an, an hour and 15 minutes just to get into the park. So we technically like missed the beginning of our boarding time oh, at Web no. Slingers. Um, so if so, if I had to do it again, I would get there uh, early early like yeah, 6 30 yeah, yeah. and do my oh, do my uh 30 because the thing is you have to do your boarding pass at seven and yeah. so if you get there early you can get to the gate and get onto the attraction if you have an early boarding pass but because sure. i was at the back of the line and had an early boarding pass it's like by the time I got to the attraction, I had an hour's worth of boarding group people in front of me in the line. Got it. So we were behind all day. We ended up doing two rides at California Adventure before one o'clock, uh, which Oof. was like not great. And, I mean, we picked Radiator Springs, which like probably was not a good <laughs> idea. I would, I would, I would avoid Radiator Springs um, if I had to do it again. I would yep. honestly avoid Web Slingers if I didn't have a Disney podcast that I want to talk about it on. <laughs> Um, it's kind of like my, my final tip, um, is lines are shorter than they used to be, but your day mm-hmm. is also shorter than it used to be as well. Right. So with that in mind, I would say save rides with long lines for the very end of your day, like 7 PM to 9 PM is feast time. Like okay. that's when, that's when we hit our big thunder. That's when we hit our pirates. That's when we hit our, sp- our space mountain, like all right before the park closed beauty um so those are like my quick tips and are you are you park hopping i am park hopping and i'm there for two days so i'm doing disneyland and then dca on day one and then i'm doing dca and then disneyland on day two awesome uh and before you go in then because you are starting at disneyland on one day you are 
in a good spot to ride Indiana Jones because we did not get to yeah. ride that one. We could not make a virtual queue reservation because we were not in Disneyland Park by one o'clock and by one o'clock it was it was gone. It was gone. So. All right. Well, great. That's awesome. Uh, I'm excited to hear more about your trip after I go. I do go after California lifts its COVID restrictions on the 15th. I'm going the 17th and 18th, I believe. So uh, in, a, in a few episodes, we'll be running down our Disney experiences, comparing those two different ones. And I'm excited to hear your already negative review of Web Slingers. All right. Um, so one thing, one thing I forgot, a uh, stretch before you go, uh, because <laughs> okay. especially if you're park hopping, uh, we have all been sedentary for the last like 15 months and my body was not ready for a day at Disneyland oh, no. and no one in my party's body was ready for a day at Disneyland. <laughs> so I had all kinds of aches and cramps the day after. Um, and my feet really hurt. So I'm I'm happy you're there for two days so you can kind of pace yourself a little bit. But I was not in great shape after. <laughs> All right. So uh, let's let's start getting into this bracket here a little bit. So, of course, we always have to have a demographic to choose our rankings. And this time for the best Disney sing along special episode, whatever you want to say it is. Uh, Chris was able to actually identify the demo. Yeah, you know, I gave the interns the week off. It was uh, <laughs> it, me just being a really nice uh, podcast host slash boss. Yeah. Um, but I, because I was in the parks, I was able to do my own research. And I went with folks repping defunct Disney parks gear. Okay. Uh, as I kind of hinted at, the Disney parks right now, the Disneyland at least, is a very like Disney fans p- park. Uh, there's not your tourist families that don't know what's going on. It's all extreme super diehard Disney fans. So there's all types of like uh, quirky Etsy outfits going on. And we saw a girl dressed as Wanda dressed as Scarlet Witch on Halloween. So it was like, it it was like not, it's not an actual Scarlet Witch costume. It was a costume of a Scarlet Witch costume. Yes, yes, yes. So people are going all out. So I had no problem finding people with like "Mm, a Captain EO shirt or like "Mm, there's Tomorrowland (laughs) Skyway shirt. Um, I was I was not wearing any Disney gear. I was I was repping my Giants hat and my uh, WNBA 25th season hoodie. So I was I was going neutral on the Disney (laughs) Disney merch. But it was it was uh, quite easy to get this demographic of people who clearly love nostalgia. So totally. Uh, we, we ended up with a field of 16 and there aren't many Disney sing-alongs in, in the main collection. There's about 20, I believe. Uh, so, so we had a few to pick from, but not too many, uh, Kyle, any miss the dance omissions for you? Yeah, totally. So there's a, a theme with some of these in which it's just like a playlist of songs that they've thrown together. And then also towards the end of the run of the sing-alongs. It was obviously just the promotion of the movie that came out at that time. So for me, one that missed the dance is the one titled From Hercules. Uh, This was one that just really had a bunch of Hercules songs. You got uh, Zero to Hero to lead it off. And I think that this is a miss the dance for me because Zero to Hero is such a banger. Um, you get random songs in there like Our Miss Minnie <laughs> and and Take Your Sweet Time from the Jungle Book Jungle Cubs. And I didn't even realize that there was a show 
called the Jungle Cubs, which is just the youth version of all of the Jungle Book characters. Um, so I see why this didn't make the dance because the songs that are in the middle of this special are obscure, a little weird, um, some 90s stuff like After Today from uh, from Goofy Movie, which is a, a fantastic song. Um, but it's kind of forgettable. So I see why it didn't quite make the dance. Uh, Chris, what about you? Those kind of playlist ones are, are very strange. Uh, th- yeah. Those are ones that occur kind of later in the life of the series. So the other two Disney sing-along style videos are ones that are produced with real humans and are kind of live action. And then the other ones are, are ones that have sort of a theme and then they curate Disney songs based around that theme. Yeah. The so one that missed the dance for me that I think had a lot of really good songs on it is You Can Fly. Yeah. Uh I, I mean I'm not crazy about Peter Pan, not crazy about that song, but we also get a bed knobs and broomsticks song. We get uh that song from the jungle book where the elephants are like marching. We get uh Got No Strings on Me. We get Little Black Rain Cloud. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, Merrily on our way to nowhere. He's a tramp. Step in time. Uh, It it ends with If I've Seen an Elephant Fly, which is not great, but um, I I like Disney sing-alongs that aren't just like banger, 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 banger. It's like there are some little kind of more obscure songs that are underrated mixed in. Like okay. Little Black Rain Cloud in, you know, like a, a random song from Bedknobs and Broomsticks. So much of the way I kind of uh, first interacted with the Disney brand and the Disney film library is through these uh, Disney sing-alongs VHSs. And so totally. um, my house was stocked with some of the earlier ones that mostly had songs from Disney classics, which maybe explains my like lack of <laughs> 90s Disney bias. But sure. uh, I really I really like the lineup and you can fly. I'm pretty sure this is one we owned in our home. So sad to not see it on the list, but that's OK. Uh, Barry, any any omissions for you? I think the only other VHS that we owned was the Christmas one and very, very light research. Now that my like brain is unlocked with this, it was from 1993. It's like all the characters. It's one of the live action ones with like, yeah, yeah. they're all they're like running in around. A cabin. They're <laughs> locked in a cabin. <laughs> There's like some sleigh rides and like tubing and uh, like doing my research on, on what we're about to talk about. There's nothing like the live action where they're actually doing some sort of sport or activity. It is so incredible to watch. I need to know the logistics. They also throw in like a parade, like a Christmas parade. It's great. The 12 days of Christmas. Yeah. I, it just like gives me all the feels and uh, it's really weird and I love it. And I (laughs) I think think that's the the dance. Is that the one where they sing hip hop Noel? I think yes. so. Yeah. Yes. It yep. Is. <laughs> yes, it is. That's the best part of the move, the the video, in my uh, humble opinion. Also, twelve oh. days of Christmas. Yeah, uh, we might have to throw Hip Hop Noel into the next uh, Mouse Madness Power Hour compilation. Yes, because um, that song is whack. It's so weird. <laughs> it's so great. All right. Well. Uh, it's time. It's time to break down our field of 16 and get into this best Disney sing-along VHS bracket. Let's cue the dramatic music. And let's go, baby. Making memories 
and traumas. Coming in at number one, it's 1990s Disneyland fun. Marching its way into the second seat is 1987's Hi Ho. Uncle Albert be like LMAO. Coming in at number three, 1990s I Love to Laugh. Move over, Teen Beach Movie, because limboing into the number four spot is 1995's Beach Party at Walt Disney World. A dozen kids in an open flame. What could go wrong? Coming in at number five, 1994's Camp Out at Walt Disney World. The number six seed has Mr. Bluebird on its shoulder. From 1986, it's Zippity Doodah. Disney's sing-along songs goes animal style. Coming in at number seven, 1987's The Bare Necessities. The cutest, most iconic number eight seed in the history of this podcast. It's Pongo and Perdita from 1996. Oh, you're so happy that it's on there. Oh my gosh. I'm so happy. Disney doing things your elementary school music teacher never could. Coming in at number nine, 1989's Fun With Music. Serving up the hits at the number 10 spot is 1992's Be Our Guest. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Coming in at number 11, 1993's Let's Go to Disneyland Paris. Roaring its way into the 12th spot is 1994's The Circle of Life. Grab your BFF for this one. Coming in at number 13 from 1993, it's Friend Like Me. Turning things upside down at the 14th spot is 1996's Topsy Turvy. Nautical nonsense with the number 15 seed, it's 1990's Under the Sea. And rounding out our bracket of 16 at the center ring is 1994's Let's Go to the Circus. All right, Barry. You've already kind of alluded to your favorites. You you enjoy the real people, live action character sing-alongs. I, so I, I'm honestly, I'm questioning everything now because oh. doing my notes, I don't really know which one I preferred anymore. Oh, amazing. Well, that's a great way to hop into this show because uh, you never know what points we're going to make along the way that might sway some. Yeah. I've had I've had beloved things snatched away from me on this podcast. <laughs> just like listening to someone else talk about it. I'm like, wait, great. I can't love that thing anymore. Thank you. <laughs> we might have a few more of those here on this bracket. So let's go ahead and hop into it. It is the number one Disneyland fun from 1990 versus the number 16. Let's go to the circus from 19. 19- 94. Two live action hits up against each other. It's hard to determine how far we want to dive deep into some of these like, right off the bat because I almost each one of these like sing-along episodes, specials, whatever, could have the, an entire show on them by themselves. And definitely the live action ones. I think the, uh, yeah. Definitely the live action ones and definitely these two specifically. <laughs> yes. When you think of Disney sing along, I think many people, especially those who were 90s kids, think about Disneyland fun. It is the characters preparing Disneyland for a day. It, it, they're they're preparing it to open. They make it happen the the kids come in and they go on these like disneyland adventures with the kids and then uh the the special episode closes of course with when you wish upon a star um 
So when I'm watching these sing-alongs, I'm taking into account enjoyability, sing-along ability. Like these songs should also be able to be sung along to in a way that is semi-easy for families to keep up with. Um, And then overall playlist, right? I think that the construction of the playlist really matters for these episodes. If you have a lull in the middle, these you can tune out so easily and oh, not yeah. want to watch anymore. And we will run into a lot of that on this bracket. Um, Disneyland Fun is not one of them. Disneyland Fun was like a day at the parks <laughs> in your living room. Um, the the episode begins with Whistle While You Work with all the characters preparing the park for opening. Uh, you get that quintessential 90s Roger Rabbit uh, forced insertion into your life. <laughs> He's <laughs> like, what's up? I'm back, baby. It's like it's like Mickey walking down and like Minnie dusting something and, and hey, he it's Roger. Hops up out of nowhere. <laughs> You're like expecting Goofy and then there he it's is. It's so stupid. It's so stupid how much they wanted to make Roger a thing uh, in the 90s after after the movie came out. Gates open, step in time, which is a great choice for that opening yeah. sequence. Yeah. Uh, and I and it's kind of funny because you can tell that people may not have been quite ready for uh, this special to be filmed on the day that they're visiting the parks because the step in time portion is just people in the crowd walking through. You get a lot of shots of feet and then you get faces of people that are kind of like awkwardly smiling into the camera like what is this what is this even for um and i would be actually pissed if i showed up to the park and they were shooting the special because the rest of the the time in this in this episode there's people having to stand to the sides of the walkways so that this stupid like event can take place yeah, Spe- yeah. specifically uh, it's the um the following the leader with donald duck and he's going through adventureland which is already too small of a land and now they're forcing people up against the sides of the shops in the attraction so that he can donald can run down the middle of it with a bunch of kids following him it's a fun episode and i want to continue to dive in to it hopefully later because it's up against let's go to the circus and i know that barry has some nostalgia for this one but i literally hadn't seen it and i had a really hard time even getting through it (laughs) It this is pairing these two up as the first is really taking a toll on me because these oh, are the no. only two I have like childhood memories of and I'm really torn. Yeah. yeah, the circus is wild. Like they must have had some sort of partnership with the Ringling Brothers and yes, I think is, that's exactly what that was. It is some wild stuff, guys. <laughs> it's weird. I feel like they they signed a sponsorship deal with Ringling and then. Part of it was like, plus some sort of like uh, a video thing. And they're like, okay, what can we do? I guess we'll give them a sing along to a bunch of random songs, including Upside Down by Diana Ross, which they had to change the lyrics to. So like the lyrics are upside down, boy, you turn me inside out round and round. And they changed the lyrics to <laughs> upside down, dad, you turn me inside out and round that's and round. Because that's so much better, right? Like, why, I was like, why was that the choice? Why even use the song at that point? It is the weirdest, weirdest thing. My, my mind, when I think about that video before watching it, the only thing that my mind thinks about is the motorcycles in a cage and how dangerous oh, yeah. that was. But it's my favorite part of the video. Yeah. And I rewatching it, the most comedically perfect thing is the bells with um, 
the clown in the oh, middle no. and Goofy's I participating. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> weird. And and it's like plants in the audience. It's great. But my favorite part rewatching it is at 31 minutes and 55 seconds, you see Taj Maori sitting in the yeah. back row. Yes. He's a little smart guy. And I was like, wait, what? Like just rewatching it, you just see like tiny little Taj Maori sitting in the front row enjoying it. I was like, Here's my here's His my theory. contract must have just been signed. <laughs> here's my theory. Here's my theory about this. Let's go to the circus episode. Not only was it a forced promotion, like we have to do it because we signed the contract, but number two, they threw it together and got the circus to happen on a soundstage because at the very beginning, there's a lot of like low angle shots that show up into the ceiling, and it's very obviously just a backlot soundstage, like not even a, a circus setting. I think that they put this together and they got all of the people on the lot that day to come and sit in the <laughs> audience. And Taj was shooting smart guy <laughs> at the time for Something. ABC. And they pulled him on over and said, hey, uh, t- on your lunch break, come sit in the crowd so we can get a shot of you. <laughs> it's a hot mess. This episode is a hot mess. And it's all songs that I don't really care to sing along to. Uh, Disneyland Fun has a ton that I do want to sing along to. It's very much a Disney sing-along episode. And I think it's a lot better than Let's Go to the Circus. So long-winded way of saying that the number one seed is moving on for me. Uh, Are you telling me you don't want to sing with... Are you telling me you don't want to sing Want to Be Like You? With (laughs) kids that are doing a role reversal Want to Be Like You where they want to be like the monkey? No, I don't actually. Uh, are you telling me you don't want to <laughs> sing along to New York, New York when the weird guy from the Barnum and Bailey commercial is doing the bell trick? I'm positive. Are you telling me you don't want to <laughs> sing along to the jump rope song? You tell me yeah. you don't want to sing along to the song about being a clown and just throwing your life away and, <laughs> and joining the circus instead? all of a sudden yeah. as a 10 year old kid. Um, <laughs> Uh, the all of the child acrobat stuff just gives me the heebie-jeebies. Um, like thinking about kids in entertainment, yeah, not great. Is all is already like that, but thinking about kids in traveling circuses, like that's a whole nother level of like I'm uncomfortable and I question the safety of this child. Absolutely. So like, here's the thing that I don't get about Disney is they're constantly trying to sell this lie that kids love the circus. I, I think they've kind of abandoned it by now, but especially during that like 80s, 90s, they went all in on the circus. They had that parade, uh, Circus yeah. Fantasy, I think yeah. around kind of the same time. And the song in this video, the Circus on Parade song was yep. used in, in the Circus parade. Fantasy Parade. The words were changed a little bit different and it does originate from Dumbo, at least the the like uh, melody of the song. But... I just don't care about circus, man. Like the 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 finale song is about joining the circus like you wanted to when you were a kid. I definitely never wanted to join the circus. <laughs> and they also, frame it as kids, Also kids are watching this. So like yes. you're talking to the wrong demographic here. <laughs> Right. The lyrics are like, "Oh, you never have to like listen to your parents again and you can go wherever you want to go." I'm like I'm sure there are some kids that wanted to run away when they were little kids. I was not one of those kids. I, you know, very privileged to have been brought up in a very uh, safe and 
friendly and loving home. And so I did not want to join the circus. And I probably would have gotten scared if I was forced into the circus. Same. So yeah, I'm, I'm sending Disneyland fun on as well. <laughs> I think this uh, tape is very iconic for a lot of people. And I hope that we can kind of like maybe poke some holes in it or find another tape that has the same level of quality along the way. But it is not going to be let's go to the circus. Barry, any thoughts with the number one seed moving on here? Yeah, I mean, I agree with you guys wholeheartedly. However, both (laughs) videos, I will give you this. It's you're getting an experience from beginning to end, whether it be that's true. You're sitting down and you feel like you're going to Disneyland from the start opening of the park to the fireworks at the end of the day or yeah. you feel like you're going to the circus you're you're truly getting an entire experience you're getting the trapeze you're getting the animals which is problematic <laughs> you're getting the child uh acrobats which is also very problematic but you're truly getting an experience from beginning to end whether you want to go to the circus that day or you want to go to disneyland i have to agree with you that i think just more iconic. Disneyland fun is way more iconic in my mind, but the circus, I loved it. Like I have such fond memories of this video more just because of the like trapeze. Like I said, the motorcycles one, um, all the animals. It made me want to go to the circus. Like when the circus was in town, my parents took me Madison Square Garden, Ringling Brothers. Wasn't the Disney one at that point, but it was, it made me excited to go to the circus because I had seen the video so many times. Clowns still freaked me out. However, the signature clown from the commercials, the one that does the bell everything, yeah, he wasn't super scary because his face wasn't super made up. Um, mm. But yeah, I will agree with you guys and we got to go with the number one seed <laughs> for this one. All right, let's move on to the next matchup. It is number eight, Pongo and Perdita <laughs> versus number nine, Fun With Music. We'll start with Fun With Music. So... This is uh, an episode that is kind of dual hosted. So we have three hosts in yes. these animated ones. We've got the OG Owl dude, which I don't know what his name is. Right, neither do I. Professor Owl. Uh, <laughs> sure. <laughs> he did double duty on the lies doing Tootsie Pop commercials and Disney sing along. <laughs> <laughs> then we've got uh, Ludwig von Drake. And then we've got Jiminy Cricket and the Jiminy Cricket hosting segments are an absolute scam because you can very obviously tell that they are dubbed and not written for Disney sing-alongs. His yeah. mouth just moves in random ways. Well, and same with um, Ludwig von Drake's like a lot of those are from the Disneyland World of Color episodes. And right. it's not quite as obvious because he has a bill. So his mouth doesn't quite form words like Jiminy's does. So you can tell Jiminy's not saying the actual ones. Um, but the, yeah, it was a lot of recycling for these sing-alongs for sure. So this fun with music tape has the OG owl guy. Um, and then he hands it off to Ludwig von Drake halfway through. And a lot of times it was more common in the earlier VHSs. They would do a little educational element uh, to go along with the theme and the theme for this one's music so it's a little bit on the nose of like a theme for a sing-along video, but uh, I think this one goes the most in depth when it comes to like the educational aspects. They yeah. talk about like what a chord is and mm-hmm. like what a scale is and what an arpeggio is. Uh, there's one moment during 
why should I worry from Oliver and Company where the staff comes up on the screen when they go yeah. <laughs> and like the notes come up on the screen like shoot that's really cool and like could maybe help a child like me who is a visual learner be like oh that's like what music looks like sure uh, so I think that's really cool the playlist for this tape is is kind of all over the place so I mentioned why should I worry which is uh, not the intro song, but it's the second song and it's the finale song, yeah. which I mean, that's a great that's a great song. Like, come on. It's Billy Joel. Uh, it's, yeah. it's Billy Joel. Like, if you're going to teach a kid music and like the power of music, I think that's a great song to to like do that for a 90s kid. Yeah. You've got uh, With a Smile and a Song from Snow White. Oh, one of my favorite songs from any of the VHSs, like my favorite, uh, maybe not my favorite song, but the fact that they picked it as my favorite, Let's All Sing Like the Birdies Sing yes. from Tiki Room. What a great choice. <laughs> it's so like, good. Dude, let's go. Like, And I think that's something I really like in a good Disney sing-along is they pull out something like that mm-hmm. where you go, oh, shoot. Like, this is not a whole new world, but it's a good song. And it's like... uh creating a new life for something that maybe has been played out for a while. Totally. So I love that that's included on this tape. Uh, Oh my gosh. We got to talk about one of my favorite supporting characters, the guy in the dunce cap. Oh, can we just talk about the whole opening song in general? Okay. The opening song of these episodes of, of the, yeah, the Disney, the, the non live action ones. Yeah. Yeah. The boom, 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 Dum, dum. It's Top so five good. Five best Disney song. It's is so the good. Long <laughs> opening songs. It's those slaps so hard. It's insane. It just you know what you're getting into. Like the second <laughs> it starts, you're just like, oh yeah, this is gonna be good. And the yes. dunce cap is so funny now. It's so <laughs> problematic, but the opening song when you see that owl, you see all the students bopping along. You know yep. it's gonna be a good time. But I don't know all the songs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, that guy has a name. Professor Owl. Okay, so Professor <laughs> I'm Literally. I'm out here. I'm on Disney Singalong Songs Wikipedia. Professor Owl, now voiced by Corey Burton. Who was it before? Oh, no. <laughs> While either Ludwig Von Drake or Jiminy Cricket hosts others. I will yep. say the owl's my favorite. I literally have a so, note on here that says Ludwig von Drake. Hell yeah! Anytime he shows up, I'm happy. Well, what's the name of the, what's the dunce cap guy? Is that is that that dunce cap guy on the page? Oh, um, Birdie Birdbrain. Birdie Birdbrain, there it is. So Birdie Birdbrain has a great line in uh, "Fun with Music." The Professor Owl is talking about how uh, you know. People like to sing about things. What are some things people can sing about? And Freddie McBird brains like, oh, there's dragons. <laughs> That's like the first thing at the top of his head. Um, oh, so good. I love that moment. I love those little interludes, you know, that, that there's a little bit of like comedy to it. So rolling along, fun with music. It's got Golden Afternoon, which is decent disney song uh then ludwig shows up to take over hosting duties i don't really understand like why yeah 
Uh, you've got uh, while strolling through the park, which is uh, Mickey. It's set to like Mickey and Minnie classic cartoons. Uh, boo, boo, boo. Yeah. What is going on with boo, boo, boo? It's like a stick figure guy crooning. Yeah. Uh, don't get it. Uh, the green with envy blues. Don't know what that is. Uh, good company from Oliver and Company. Uh, old McDonald had a band. Uh, then the scales and arpeggios song from Aristocats. And then it ends with why should I worry? So this uh, VHS has some good songs in the first half and then kind of like falls off a bit. And the second half, if you're looking for recognizable music from the Disney library to sing along to, but something I appreciated about it is it really kind of went all in on the educational aspect and all of those songs that are kind of unknown or less known, they're different styles of music. And the intention was to show kids that like, Oh, crooning is a thing in music. So here's a song where boo, boo, boo crooning. Um, so I get what they were going for. Going up against Pongo and oh, Perdita. Oh. I don't know what this is. <laughs> I don't know where it came from or why <laughs> it was produced. But let's break do. it down. Okay, Kyle, let, let us know. This was made in conjunction with the release of the live action 101 Dalmatians. So this was a promotional sing-along, much like the Hercules one, much like the uh the topsy turvy one which was for hunchback in notre dame this was made specifically to promote the fact that the live action glenn close 101 dalmatians was coming out so they used real puppies and a real setting for this movie so basically there's this woman Played by Bren McKinley, who yep. I don't know ever did much after this. Um, <laughs> she's just she's just a lady. I think the character's name is Madame or like Ma'am or uh, yeah, something just, like Nanny or something. Yeah, she's just a lady who really loves Dalmatians in a really uh, wholesome type of way. So that's the video. Uh, then there's just a bunch of Dalmatians running around her estate in London, I guess. They do zippity doodah set to Dalmatians. They do following the leader. They do uh, canine crunchies, which is great. Love that addition. Uh, then all of a sudden they start talking about this uh, bow wow ball. Uh, the yeah. bow wow ball is going down. Uh, we need to get you ready for the bow wow ball. They put on some collars on these little puppies. Then the kids start showing up with all these different dogs. I just need to know what I need to know what the brainstorming session of like we need a video with Dalmatians in it to promote 101 Dalmatians and we need to come up with a plot and these songs need to be I I can't even I can't even wrap my head around the whole thing. So here's my question is where are these kids parents? Yeah. Why are they getting dropped off for this? At a random ladies at a random adult's house. Yeah. They're just I mean kids and their dogs getting dropped off. (laughs) Uh, there's this kid, Bobby. Bobby's rocking my jersey number, yo. 38. Doesn't. So doesn't. I, 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 uh, I immediately uh, connected with Bobby. During the uh, take me out to the ball game, which you haven't gotten to yet, doesn't Bobby get absolutely popped by... <laughs> Bobby, gets hit, Bobby gets hit in the face with a baseball yeah. and he passes out and he has a daydream that everyone's playing baseball and they sing take me out to the ball game. Mm-hmm. And 
I mean, we love shouting out baseball scenes in Disney history, and this is one of the greats because it's a bunch of kids from the UK who have no idea how to play baseball. Yeah, it's <laughs> chaos. At one point, the one of the kids like has the ball and is trying to throw out a runner at home. He underhand tosses it, and the ball just misses and rolls away and they bring out a second ball and tag the runner and the nanny's like you're out yeah <laughs> no rules baseball like, that is not how you play baseball nanny. no rules baseball so something that is uh really surprisingly great about this tape is the choreo that the kids get so uh shout out to Dorraine grussman who is the choreographer <laughs> on the pongo and Bernita disney sing-along you Deserve to work more if you aren't still working uh, in entertainment and choreography because uh, these kids are throwing down song after song. So uh, good, too. There's all such great dancers for being so young. <laughs> I know. Ultimately, this tape is weird, but it keeps your attention the entire time because there's lots of dogs running around. These songs are not all Disney songs, but uh, the visuals are captivating. Even when you do uh, more boring songs like uh, like Take Me Out to the Ball Game, you know, those like Americana songs that we've all heard before that pop up on so many of these VHSs that like I just don't care about singing. Makes you stay invested in the tape because there's a lot of fun stuff going on screen. So I'm going with Pongo and Perdita here over the kind of a little bit dry at times educational fun with music. Pongo and Perdita tape is the one that I had growing up, very obviously. And so this was... <laughs> I I had not seen it since I was seven or whatever. So rewatching wow. it, I was like transported back to my like childhood home, sitting in a room watching this. It was so bizarre. Uh, and I remember the all the way up until the Bow Wow Ball. Like I remember the Zippity-Doo-Dah segment to open it because it that just slaps you with some nostalgia all the way up to the puppies getting their collars like i have this very vivid memory of of that scene for some reason and then i don't remember literally any of the rest of it uh as i was watching i was like this doesn't even feel familiar to me um (laughs) you said that it it definitely kept your attention uh not so much for me i got really bored once we got to the ball portion um and especially once we stopped caring about what songs we are going to sing after following the leader. One thing that I will say, dude, those 101 Dalmatians hats that they were wearing during taking me out to the ball game. Sick. I searched the <laughs> app, I searched the internet back and forth did. for those things. Of course and I could, I could not find them. So uh, if you see any of these white 101 Dalmatians hats, uh, send them my way. I would love them. What I really like about fun with music is that they they stick to that like theme and there's some you know edutainment going on in which they do kind of briefly describe chords and scales and arpeggios um and they hit you with some very i wouldn't even call them deep cuts because they're not that deep but like you said surprisingly great picks for this playlist and that's a big part of these sing-alongs for me is like the quality of the songs and the constructions of the playlist and i think that pongo and perdita that playlist is whack. I don't really want to sing Take Me Out to the Ball Game during the segment. I don't really want to sing Oh, Where Could They Be? Hot diggity dog ziggity. Like, what even is that? <laughs> um, 
Okay, fair. So just for the, the sake of the playlist construction, the sticking to the theme, um, I'm going to have to go with fun with music on this one, which means Barry's going to break her first tie. Wow. Exciting. Yeah. <laughs> so this is my first time seeing Pongo and Perdita, which, as we've said, it's wild. Like, it's just a lady with a million dogs. And as much <laughs> I am a huge dog lover... I literally, my note says, never seen this one before. Real life dogs and puppies. Great. Follow the leader. Videos of rant. Like they splice in just like random videos of dogs. Yep. Oh, yeah. It's really, it's really (laughs) random and weird. Uh, The Bow Wow Ball with a bunch of question marks next to it. That leads into the Hokey Pokey, which like gotta be a certain age to really enjoy the hokey pokey um then take me out to the ball game and i just had just around all around very weird video fun with music i really enjoyed i'd never heard like the opening fun with music song apparently it's from the mickey mouse clubhouse never heard it before liked it then you go into billy joel why should i worry which is such a bop (laughs) like you're just having a great time with oliver then Smile and Song, Snow White, Alice in Wonderland. We said Ludwig shows up, which like anytime he shows up, I'm in. I love the history, music history lesson. I think the educational stuff adds to it. Um, Good Company, the song, from another one from Oliver and Company, which kind of seems just like a love song to her cat. And anybody who's ever just like professing their love to their cat, I'm or pet in general, I'm absolutely in. Scales and arpe- <laughs> arpeggios, again, learning learning some stuff here. And back to why should I worry, I'm going to have to go with fun with music. All right. So number nine, fun with music, is going to move on. And we're going to talk about the number four, Beach Party at Walt Disney World, versus number 13, Friend Like Me. I don't think there's even a contest here. It is definitely Beach Party at Walt Disney World. Uh, Friend Like Me was another one of those promotional type episodes in which it's definitely just kind of around the release of Aladdin. Um, And, you know, they just bring out some hits. Uh, Really, 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 really deep cut on this playlist for a friend like me is how do you do from Song of the South? I was into it. I was very into it. It's so bizarre that they reached... Songs of the South just feels yucky to me in general now. Oh, yes. I mean, absolutely. <laughs> like, we'll, get, we'll get into the discussion of the use of Song of the South uh, later on in this. But that specifically was really bizarre because Disney tries to like hide this movie constantly and then yet releases these like clips from the movie with these songs. Like, I don't know why they couldn't have done How, How Do You Do with like clips of Splash Mountain, kind of like they do with like Small World and they did with like Pirates and Tiki Room. You know, like you don't need to show us the movie that kind of defeats the purpose of you locking it away for not right, re-releasing right. it, right? Right. Um, so I don't know. That was super bizarre. You also get a song in harmony from the Little Mermaid TV series, which is low-key a really good song. <laughs> I was like, oh, came, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, there was a few ra- like weird Little Mermaid songs I didn't recognize going through all these and a, a lot of weird Aladdin songs I didn't recognize. And I specifically wrote down like when the song started, I was like, great, another weird aerial song that I don't know. And then I did like a kombucha girl. I was like, mm, 
Yeah, it's actually really good. I did the same exact thing where I was like, oh boy, here we go, TV show. And then I uh, started listening and I was like, wait a minute, this is actually like really good. I have um, to say, I have to say the thing about the Ariel songs. I had no idea what it was, just like you guys. And then I did some Googling and I found out it was from like the TV series or whatever. Mm-hmm. But at the top of the song, they're insulting mermaids. Did you catch that? No, they I said didn't. something about you can't trust them. Half person, half fish. What's that oh, about? Yes. And I was like, wow, we're starting off really hostile here. But it's Jody Benson, so like that makes me happy. Yeah. They had um, to after putting a song of the South clip in there, they had to talk about race. Right. <laughs> they had to like dig somewhere else. Like, hey, we're just we're just really shitty to everybody. Yeah. <laughs> It's just bizarre, but I will say that the redeeming quality of this is that we get Let's Get Together from The Parent Trap, which is a phenomenal uh, Richard Sherman, Bob Sherman song. Uh, But it's up against this live action beach party at Walt Disney World. And I'm going to say that I'm going to often just skew towards these live action sing-alongs more so than these kind of compilation videos of Disney clips uh, because they have a little bit more of a story to them. This this beach party, Chris, starts out with a little with a kid's version of celebration. And as an A's fan, I used to hear celebration every night after they win games. They play that song. And I am petitioning the A's to make this version of celebration their (laughs) new win song because it is fantastic. Under the condition that the Yankees change the New York, New York (laughs) version to the bells from the circus. (laughs) Just the Ringling Brothers 1990 version where it's a bunch we, of we, bells yes. doing New York. New York. We need to cut the, the shot of Aaron Judge walking through Fenway Park with the speaker. Oh, my God. The bells from- <laughs> oh, man. Uh, weird part about Celebration is like Mickey's rolling through all these neighborhoods just snatching up kids and the parents are like, all right. See you later. And oh, my up, God. Right. Like he's walking through the burbs and he... These kids follow him off their like uh, driveway and the dad comes out and is just like, oh, all right. See you later. See you later. Have fun. Um, There's a a song on this called Set Your Name Free, which is like the kids version of the Shibuya roll call. And the last kid, the black kid, the token black kid of this episode, his (laughs) name is Boo. (laughs) Boo. I'm Boo. I lost it. I had to like replay it. Oh. Is they they use Toby in every single yes. one that has a kid in it, except yep. for the parks, uh, the Disneyland fun one. Um, but and there's a few kids that get multiples, but they change the black kid in every single one. It's yeah. never the same kid. Yeah. There's a ton of really great songs in this. You get the limbo song. You get hot, 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 yep. which is such a funny <laughs> song to want to include in this. Um, and then you get Aladdin absolutely shredding on the guitar in the very final song, which was what, what mm-hmm. a bizarre, weird thing. So we talked about how weird Pongo and Perdita was. That was weird in the sense of like, what am I even watching? Beach Party at Walt Disney World had a ton of weird that was just like, I can't stop watching. Uh, it's definitely moving on for me here. Like literally just now when we were when I was kind of like revisiting this mentally in my head, uh, I realized that like the roll call thing, like you said, move over Teen Beach movie. Um, they they leaned into it. the genre with that, you yeah. know, uh, by by introducing everybody. The thing that I don't really like about this is that it is probably the more obvious tape when it comes to like plugging the Disney World Resort. Yes. Like, yeah. Here's all the fun stuff you can do here. Yep. You can. 
go on water sports. You can go to Typhoon Lagoon. You can go to Blizzard Beach. Uh, you can go to Disney's Polynesian Resort and do a little luau. The the kids doing the hooky lao on a pontoon on a boat outside <laughs> Disney World. I was like, I, I see me and Kyle's retirement oh uh, right gosh. before my eyes playing Oh my out. gosh, for real. Uh, oh, I have to shout out during that limbo rock scene. Uh, there was an eggplant Mighty Ducks jersey yes. on the beach. Yes. I was like, let's go. The, uh, the, the friend like me. Uh, yeah. So I agree with everything you said. Um, one thing I want to point out is that Jiminy Cricket takes his shirt off on this VHS and Jiminy Cricket does not have nipples. So I don't know <laughs> what's going on with that. I didn't want to animate those or, I mean, crickets, I guess maybe don't have nipples to begin with. I was going to say, is it more technically accurate to not have nipples? Yeah, I probably. Guess so. It's uh, a cricket. So. <laughs> but crickets don't have thumbs either, so uh, yeah, I'm going with I'm go- going with the uh, beach teen beach movie Disney World <laughs> beach party. Uh, yeah, so uh, Barry, do you agree with that choice? I think I do. I mean, I'm just looking at what I wrote down for friend like me. I liked Friendship, which is a Cole, Par- Cole Porter song that's in Anything Goes from 1934. Anything oh, Broadway yeah. related, I'm in, but. That's really all it had for me. Again, they were insulting mermaids, which got a little weird and hostile. Um, I also love Let's Get Together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like anything original Parent Trap is going to make me happy. They mm-hmm. also, both videos, both The Beach Party and uh, and um, Friend Like Me, both have Part of Your World, which is probably, I think, my favorite Disney song of all time. Friend Like Me, the song is just such a good song, which is why I originally thought I was going to go with this one. But right. the beach party, clearly, for them to get the rights to celebrate Surf and Safari, hot, 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 the limbo, their budget got bigger. <laughs> because for them to get permission yes. to use all these real, real and good songs, they put a lot of money into this one. Um, the only weird part of all of this was like separating the girls and the boys for yes. the weird pirate song. It's called a pirate's life, but it's not like the yo ho, yo ho, a pirate's life for me that everybody no. knows and loves. It's, it's the, a weird, it's the Peter other Pan song. one. Yeah, but it's, like, I mean, I've seen Peter Pan a, a good amount of times, and I had, I literally was like, what am I listening to? <laughs> And they separate the boys and the girls, and then the girls all go and like brush their hair with with Ariel doing part of your world, which just felt weird. It was like let's segregate the boys and the girls, and we'll all have a party separately. Yes, yes. Um, Set our names free is the weirdest icebreaker of all time. <laughs> and at the end, what I didn't know I needed: Aladdin rocking out on an electric yes. guitar. Yep. I think I'm kind of skewing towards the clips from the movies, but for this one, the beach party was just too good. All right, so let's move on to the next matchup. It is number five, Camp Out at Walt Disney World <laughs> versus number 12, Circle of Life. All right, we're back with another Disney World live action. So let's talk about Circle of Life. This uh, tape I mean, anytime Lion King's attached to anything, I approach with caution and I go, this might be overvalued. Uh, We might be seeing overperforming entry on the bracket here. So put my gloves on and my hazmat suit. I'm like, let's get into this Lion King stuff. There's some some strong songs on this tape, though, Uh, not just from the Lion King. I think this is the strongest catalog 
of all the of all of these song wise. Sure. Sure. You've got Circle of Life. You've got Part of Your World. You've got Prince Ali. You got Just Wait Just Can't Wait to Be King. Uh you've got Belle. You've got everybody everybody wants to be a cat. Uh, which that's kind of when it starts falling off a little bit. They left the racist moment in that song. Yeah. Uh, then you got When You Wish Upon a Star to end the whole thing, which seems really strange that like you're ending this tape with such a like not fun song. Totally. Mm-hmm. One thing I want to point out with Bell, and we haven't really talked about the production aspect of the actual words being on the screen and some of the <laughs> earlier ones, it's a little bit inconsistent with like when they decide to put the words yes. on the screen yep. and yes. uh, every song kind of has a different style of text and a different way that they're kind of signaling people to like sing the song along with them. Uh, this bothered me so much. Every single word was capitalized on the version of Bell that was in this circle. Of <laughs> I, ne- I didn't even notice that. Neither but that's really annoying. <laughs> I was like, I had to ask myself, do, are they doing this on every single song and all of these VHSs? No, it was just this one song. They decided to capitalize every word. I don't. That's annoying. Uh, going up against Camp Out at Walt Disney World. So this is obviously another little marketing tape for the Walt Disney World Resort. You've got uh, them rolling up to not Wilderness Lodge, but it's they have like a campground out there. Yeah. I uh, can't remember it, what it's called. Is it Fort Wilderness? Yes, that's the one. Fort yep. Wilderness. Uh, and, and back in the 90s when they taped this, they also had uh, River Country right there. Yep. And then they had the now defunct Discovery Island, which is like the island that... Um, I don't know what you call them, like urban explorers. That's like the one of the like holy grail sites because you have to like get across the lagoon onto the <laughs> island to explore it. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so they went there. So, R.I.P. Discovery <laughs> Island. The the kids they got the kids back in this one, and I don't know why I'm like this, but <laughs> I see. These kids on these like Disney tapes, right? And like your obvious reaction is, what are these kids up to? Where now? are and, they like, now? Yes. Where are they now? Or like, when am I going to see someone I recognize? Because it's so common in like early Disney stuff to be like, oh my God, Justin Timberlake was a Mouseketeer or whatever, you know? And so I'm seeing all these kids on here. I'm waiting for their names to come on the screen. And I'm like, nope, don't recognize that person. Don't recognize that person. Don't like none of these kids uh, became anything besides Taj Maori, right? Right. So That's what I was going to uh, say. Was and just... Taj wasn't even in a video. He was laughing in a front row. Like, it was a splice cut, like, kid enjoying himself. And I was just like, where did he come from? Totally. So, um, I don't really know because, like, yes, these kids were really good dancers, but they didn't seem like they were overly like into the acting element of it. They were very clearly just like following instructions, except for one kid on the <laughs> Disney camp out. His name was Spencer Liff. And I was like, this kid is doing the most in every single shot. And I know for a fact that he has to still be doing something like theatrical. Uh, and I'm about to text you both a picture from his Instagram. He does have a verified Instagram account. Okay. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. 
for for those uh, audio only listeners, the <gasps> caption of this photo is Gavy Crockett. Oh, <laughs> I feel like this is. I what? oh Emmy nominee. Do you yeah. see his bio? Yeah. He's a director, have, choreographer, no and a two-time idea. Emmy nominee. I don't he also know loves how Cactus. He, I don't know exactly what he's up to or like what he's doing, but clearly he has transitioned from Disney sing-alongs fame into regular fame, or, or at least an attempt at regular fame. He is living his best life. This is the best Instagram feed I've ever seen. This is amazing. He definitely, he definitely like goes to Burning Man and Lightning in a Bottle and oh, yeah. festivals and stuff like that. Um, so I'm about, I'm about, I'm about to send you Toby, who, who is the little blonde kid that is like he for was some on reason Broadway. In, wait, 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 back to Spencer Lift. He was on. He was in Head Over Heels. Yeah, he was oh, on Broadway. So and he, he, he continued his, the- he continued his path. He's the resident choreographer for So You Think You Can Dance. That's pretty good. Oh, all right. Spencer Liff. Congrats on the oh, success, God. brother. Uh-oh. So then we got Toby. Uh, Toby uh, doesn't look bad by any means, but he just looks like he has a normal life now. Yes, he is living his normal life. Uh, he has 704 followers, which is more than me, but uh, it doesn't seem like he's, you know, milking the Disney sing-alongs uh thing very hard it looks no. like he might still be kind of acting or trying to do some entertainment but uh I, looks exactly like he's him. got a band camp i think he's still trying to do music uh yep. his his 11 year anniversary with his wife is coming up in july mazel tov <laughs> and yeah this is i just feel i felt less creepy looking at the other guys yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh toby this picture i found of toby he was reunited with mika for that was in the beach movie she was a little blonde gal mm-hmm. and they were signing some disney sing-along dvds for a few passionate fans uh, are we in passionate fan territory Absolutely. yet with these disney sing-alongs i am Send me i don't one, know toby. i don't know about this one specifically but other ones maybe Send me. Toby. I mean, we like we we're joking about getting like jump five on this podcast. I think we could get Toby. I think I, I think, think so he too. would be. I think he would be into it. I think so too. Um, we'll pay you an exposure, Toby. <laughs> so, anyways, there's a moment in the campout where they all dress as bees, and they they're doing this like camp talent show, which is an experience me and Kyle know a lot about. Totally. You know that's a Frank Sinatra song, right? That they're singing in the in the in the bee costumes? Uh, I don't I don't remember what it was. Jeepers, no, Creepers. Jeepers Creepers. It's a famous yeah. Nacho no. song. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good song. But all I know is if my mom made me dress up in a bee costume for anything, I would be crying and be super mad at her because <laughs> this, this was one of my greatest fears as a kid was like being on stage doing something that I thought was kind of stupid. Um, so I appreciated kids like Spencer who wore the F out of that B costume. We're like, I'm going <laughs> to own this and be the best B on this stage. The song selection in camp out at Walt Disney world is not super Disney. They sing bare necessities at one point, And that is about it. We've got coming around the mountain. The caissons go rolling along knapsack on my back. Oh, Susanna camp town races, uh, Turkey in the straw, which I pretty sure got canceled. Uh, recently, yeah. 
Uh, you got Jeepers Creepers, and then West Virginia, baby, the anthem, take me home, country roads. So bizarre. It's when, just a really uh, weird assortment of songs. It is. And that's, at first I was mad. I was like, where's the Disney songs in this? But I think part of the kind of like classic American camping tradition is singing more like quote unquote traditional like Americana songs like yeah. this uh, around a campfire. And me and Kyle were camp counselors and we sat around a campfire at the end of every week and we sang Puff the Magic Dragon <laughs> and Leave It on a Jet Plane uh, and Green Day, Time of Your Life. Like stuff that <laughs> like, I yeah. don't know why we chose these. They're songs that it seems like everyone would know. So I think that's kind of what we're, they're going for with the vibe of this camp out. I will say this about the campfire scene in particular. I was triggered because I was the fire safety officer at camp out at the family vacation center. And it was the most stressful 90 minutes of my week every week, year, week after week. You have little kids uh, with flaming marshmallows and yep. they do not know how to handle themselves when they are holding an object that is on fire. Their natural reaction usually is to shake it, which uh, does not put out the flame. It actually creates flying, flaming marshmallows that could seriously injure someone. And our fire pit at that summer camp was definitely not up to any type of safety standard because it was made out of jagged metal. Yes. And um, But we had some pool noodles over it so that... Uh, That'll save it. You know, I would save it, but there were the pool noodles were a little bit too short, so it didn't like cover the whole fire pit. So I had to stand at that spot so that kids didn't accidentally decapitate themselves uh, or fall into the fire. It was so stressful. So, so, so stressful. So seeing all these kids in this, uh, like camp out video singing country roads, making s'mores. I was like, I don't want to be here anymore. The country bears make an appearance in this camp out video. Gotta yeah. shout that out. Uh, it's not all of them. It's it's Big Al and Liver Lips. Yep. The country and bears. The country bears are are my blind spot. I know nothing about them, and they kind of creep me out. And oh, that's all I have to contribute about the country bears. That's that, it. That's okay. That's, that's okay. They are that's creepy. right where you. That's right where you need to be. There's a moment when like these two bears, Big Al and Liverlips, like crawl up behind everyone when they're singing Bear Necessities. Uh, Big Al's probably the most enjoyable of the country bears and Liverlips is the least enjoyable. So Big Al comes up and they get a reaction shot of a kid being like, oh, there's Big Al. And then Liverlips comes up and they get a reaction of a girl and she's giving him like the most sketched out look ever. It's literally me. Okay, so we're comparing these two videos. Uh, Camp Out has that kind of weird uh, pageantry of your live-action Disney sing-along. Circle of Life has like a really solid song roster. It's tough because Jiminy Cricket hosts Circle of Life, which I do not like at all. The Camp Out, I just I think the song selection is just not very enjoyable for me. And while I do enjoy seeing these kids. Uh, strolling about the Walt Disney World Resort, I think I have to go back to the circle of life with this one. Um, in the camp out one, what we haven't shouted out yet is the fact that Goofy is an incredible water skier. I have a note. I was just about to get to that. Goofy water skiing. I must know the logistics behind what the audition process was. And why was Disney not afraid to get these suits wet? That sounds... 
awful for the performer to be in these suits that get absolutely drenched. And that's insanely dangerous. That's oh, insanely yeah. dangerous. Yes. And they did not care. They let Goofy go crazy. And he was shredding out there. I, 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 I'm dying to know the logistics of we need to find somebody who's really good at water skiing. Maybe even two people because that's exhausting to do it in yes. costumes and them taping it. So maybe even two, maybe even three people. I'm, I'm sure. And then that's- you have to be a great water skier. And then on top of that, water ski with your eyes basically closed in this costume. Right. <laughs> And yes. it weighs something. The second you get it wet, it's going to weigh you down. Like the dangerous part of this is the second somebody falls or is in the water. I think you basic. I, I mean, when you start water skiing, from what I know, you're in the water to start with. Like, and then the boat pulls you and you move. Right. Right. That's got to be so much weight on yes. one human being. It's got to be insanely dangerous. I need to know the logistics behind it. It's it's a huge. I have it like starred, bolded, underlined. Yeah. It's the craziest part of this entire video. It's my favorite part. I loved that scene. By the beautiful sea they've done before on another sing-along. I don't remember which one off the top of my head. But uh, it's not a great song. But goofy water skiing to it was fantastic. And Chris mentioned that Turkey and the Straws included in this. That's that song that uh, Steamboat Willie whistles in that short. Um, which has been recently canceled not the short but the song because it's a minstrel song it was used in like minstrel Mm. shows uh which is why we don't really recognize it as being a very good song these days um i on the other side of a circle of life uh yeah it's a another playlist kind of around the release of the lion king and while those aren't necessarily my favorite um this playlist is fantastic and everybody wants to be cat is a great song if you can remove the like racist uh, uh, scene from it, what I will ding Circle of Life for is that all of their songs provided a little too much context before getting into the song. You had too much buffer. You had too much of the scene before the song actually began. And I kind of like these sing-alongs to get into the song. Uh, so like you have um, the part of your world. You have the the whole Porsche dialogue before she even starts singing for like not 45 seconds maybe which is like long enough for me to be like okay let's just sing the song i don't need the context of the scene and why she's singing it i kind of want to just hear the song um but it's up against camp out and camp out is just kind of bizarre it's uh it's weird and not the fun way kind of like beach party was so i'm going to agree with you number 12 circle of life is going to move on uh barry do you agree yeah i do agree i started with camp out was the first one I watched out of these two. And I realized my problem with this one and probably the beach party one before it is that they're not fully singing and they're not fully sing along songs. Totally. It's mostly just the chorus. And that at, at the core of it, we're grading sing along songs and they only put the words kind of beneath the chorus of a lot of these. Yeah. It has a weird intro song. I'm partial to the owl. The country mm-hmm. bears scare me. Coming around the mountain, fine. Bare Necessities is like the only real classic here. Um, Don't Fence Me In is a Bing Crosby song, which is a little weird as well. Uh, Jeepers Creepers, just kind of like a weird interlude of like a talent show that no one really needed. Yeah. The best part of this video, in my opinion, which is going to be triggering for Chris, was the Country Road fire campout scene because... As a camp counselor myself, those are like, that song always gets sung and 
personally, that was the one that would scream the most camp to me. The rest of the video with like the water skiing or whatever, sure, it's camp, but like nothing screams camp like a campfire. Yep. Um, but it got ruined because they go from Country Road, which they should have kind of just tied the whole thing up with a bow there. They go into Happy End, you know it. Yep. Oh, which is yeah, really right? a weird choice to go and then it just got more random and i just think this one and and like the beach party one they were just like what can we do like yeah. what can we throw in here like what do we have the rights to what can we like do and it just it didn't work for me circle of life i had never seen this one before and like i said before the catalog of songs and the sing-along ability is great I mean, yeah, Everybody Wants to Be a Cat is definitely problematic, but the song is so good. It's so, so good. So good. It's always been one of my favorite. I think you're starting off, arguably, I know that they're promoting Lion King, but Circle of Life is arguably one of the best Disney songs of all time. And then you go into Part of Your World, Prince Ali, another like absolute hit, Just Can't Wait to Be King, fantastic. Belle, which. I think I can do every part of the entire song myself. <laughs> then everybody wants to be a cat. And yeah, when you wish upon a star kind of like is the downer, but that's, I feel like not crazy for them to end it on. Like, don't they usually do They've that sometimes with the fireworks and like, yep. it, they usually tie things up with a bow with that song. And it, I, for like, I think this is one of my favorites personally. So I'm going with Circle of Life. All right. Let's hop over to the other side of the bracket where we have the number two high hope versus the number 15 under the sea. It's interesting because this side of the bracket is like the playlist conference. Like it's, right, right. it's right. all of the matchups are just kind of playlists. So I think that the discussions aren't going to be super duper in depth. I think we're going to be talking a lot about playlist composition and, yeah, and yeah, the yeah. choices, uh, which is going to be fun. So Hi-ho, uh, 1987. This was an early, early one. The subject of this with Professor Owl was melody. So another kind of edutainment talking about uh, how these songs carry medleys, uh, melodies throughout them. And hi-ho is a good one because they whistle the melody in it. So I think that's a really nice uh, you know, song to kick off this episode with. You have Winnie the Pooh, Up, Down, Touch the Ground, which is a really cute song. Uh, hi, diddly D absolute slapper out of Pinocchio pirates yo ho and we get some attraction footage there how is. can you go wrong with that song uh, and and the clips that they decided to use with it you have the dwarfs yodel song from Snow White uh, Cowboy Needs a Horse which I had no idea was from anything but apparently it was used in a short in 1956 and I hadn't no clue. So I like as this was playing, I, I'm like Googling where the heck this is from. And it was an actual short. And then you get into some like deep cuts. You get um, the three caballeros. And you get the theme from Zorro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which, are, which are like very, very odd songs that I don't think, especially Zorro, unless you like grew up in the 50s and, and grew up with live action Disney TV shows. You don't even really think about Zorro a whole lot uh, in context of disney and then they make a mistake and we get the siamese cat song no for Lady and the Tramp. no no and anytime no, that song no. comes up you've gone wrong you've taken a yep. wrong turn somewhere and yep. they took a wrong turn they should have omitted it 
ended with Let's Go Fly a Kite because that is arguably one of the better ending songs to any Disney movie ever. And then Hi-Ho wraps it up because they love to do the, the starting song, wraps it up at the end. Up against Under the Sea, obviously around the Little Mermaid release, you get Under the Sea, By the Beautiful Sea, once again, the same song that Goofy was water skiing to. Never Smile at a Crocodile, which is funny because it's you. that song is the, the theme for the crocodile in Peter Pan. And it always had lyrics, but we never heard them in the Peter Pan movie. So it was interesting that they chose this Peter Pan song for us to sing along to. That if you've seen Peter Pan, you recognize the song itself, uh, but you would not know the lyrics. <laughs> you would I, have to I literally, literally wrote, is this in the movie? Question mark. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> not, not with lyrics. I'll tell you that. Um, that's what makes the world go round. Sword in the Stone. Uh, they were really reaching for anything that involved fish for this theme of Under the Sea, and they chose that song, which I didn't even remember existed. Uh, you get Kiss the Girl, which is a is a Little Mermaid slap. Then you have the Codfish Ball, which was a Shirley Temple song. Um, sailing, sailing, which is a lovely little sea shanty. Then Chris, I know you were excited. We get whale of a tail from 20,000 leagues under the sea. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> so good. So good. And then you get someone's waiting for you from the rescuers, which doesn't quite fit this under the sea theme, but we'll let it go because they're on water, I guess. And then it ends with under the sea. So in these two playlists uh, matched up against each other, I'm I'm going to disqualify hi-ho because I hate the Siamese cat song. 15 is going to move past the two. Uh, I, so, uh, we owned both of these tapes, uh, in the Bower Sox house. Um, and I will say under the sea definitely got more, more views than <laughs> hi-ho. <laughs> um, hi-ho. Yeah. Yo-ho is great. Uh, that's like really the only thing that is like really standing out to me is like, okay, this is something that makes this tape really good. Sure. Cowboy needs a horse. Don't like it. Three Caballeros is a pretty good song, um, but Zorro, I don't, I don't care about. Yeah, Siamese Cat's an issue. The Dwarf Yodel song, it uh, unnecessary, I guess. <laughs> I never noticed Grumpy's butt cheek action when he's sitting on the piano and like yep. his butt is like on two. Playing. Yep, playing the the organ. Never or noticed that before. Uh, the. Uh, Hi ho, I don't know. Snow White in general just doesn't really do a lot for me. So the fact that like this whole tape is kind of based around that as well, not great. We do get one good Birdie McBird brain moment though, when towards the beginning, Professor I was like, think of something everyone loves. And Birdie's like, like money. <laughs> uh yeah, under the sea, like I said, I got, got a lot more plays in uh in my house. We were big twenty thousand leagues under the sea fans, yeah. So I'm I'm going with under the sea for sure. Uh, even though the rescuers song in it is pretty annoying and a really terrible like finale yeah. to this whole thing. Totally. So uh, Barry, do you do you agree with sending the two seed high ho home? Yeah, I think so. I mean, looking back at this video, the only the best part is the pirate's life for me, where you get the actual ride. Yeah, right. That's the best part. And everything else, I mean, Let's Go Five Kite is such a strong song, and I feel like it was so wasted in this. Mm -hmm. But I wrote, like, the, this is a gibberish video. It's the most random, weird songs 
and nonsensical lyrics is the thread. Like, that's it. Just the weird lyrics and the weird, like, tunes of these songs. And that's the entire thing. And Pirate's Life, for me, is the only redeeming quality of this. Under the Sea, also kind of a weird one. Again, never never smile at a crocodile. I, like, turned this on and was like, wait, Peter Pan? Is this in the movie? I've never even (laughs) noticed this song. What makes the world go around? I have to disagree with you. This is my favorite song from that movie. The Up down all that's like the best part i i love that because they're suddenly like the whole movie is very nonsensical but they're suddenly transformed into fish and they're underwater and yeah they're like really stretching to make it work in this video but i love that song kiss the girl is a classic the codfish ball shirley temple song which is so weird yeah um they also apparently replaced most of the lyrics and added new ones for this which i'm really curious what the original lyrics are versus this Hmm. there's also a madman episode titled this by the way (laughs) um sailing sailing's a classic and yeah just ending on somebody's waiting for you is like kind of depressing and we're going with under the sea but i'm I don't have high hopes for that one. All right, let's move on to the next matchup. It is number seven, The Bare Necessities, versus number 10, Be Our Guest. Bare Necessities is the animal-themed Disney sing-along. Yep. This was pre-Lion King, though, so they missed out on one really solid, strong animal (laughs) IP. Uh, We've got Jiminy Cricket hosting, which always makes me go, ugh, when the tape starts. Uh, so it starts with you are a human animal. I don't know what that is or where that came from, but I definitely do not like it. It's a Mickey Mouse Club song. Yeah. Well, if it's a weird and song, it's, it's Jiminy probably a Mickey singing Mouse. it. And there's just clips from random movies with animals. Yep. That's it. That's about so, it. Then we've got Cinderella's working song. We get Old Yeller. Oh, Really, really good boy, Old Yeller gets his own song. We get it here. I love it. Uh, we get <laughs> it. we get a Figaro and Cleo song, which yeah. I don't know what that is. Who knew? I did minimal research on this, and it's basically Tom and Jerry. Uh, Winnie the Pooh, the, the primary theme song, which I uh, always gets me bonus points when Pooh's involved. Uh, we get I Won't Be Like You, the Mouse Madness theme song. Uh, look out for Mr. Stork, which I... Don't remember from Dumbo, but it's set to like Dumbo being delivered by the stork. Yeah. Big boy Jumbo Jr. is back. <laughs> uh, and then a rare, like a rare double dip with everybody wants to be a cat. Totally. Uh, it's not. These sing-alongs will feature the same song sometimes, but it'll usually be in like a slightly different presentation. Uh, so it's rare that you get just the same, just straight up. Everybody wants to be a cat with the racist cat. And then we get our boy Burl Ives. Burl with time. The ugly bug ball song. I don't know what this is from. I don't know what that song is, but Burl Ives is in it, which makes me very happy. It's from a movie called Summer Magic, in which I have never seen. And fun fact okay. about this song, Chris, uh, speaking of the FEC, is I wrote a show for the FEC and Initially, the song was included in no that show, and then we cut it and put in, I think, Jungle Boogie instead. Um, but this, I had never heard this, and our camp director was like, I think this song would work perfectly. And I was like, what is <laughs> what is this song? And I listened to it, and I was like, okay, it might be able to work. And then it ended up not. But So when I saw this on 
the um on the on the sing along I did the the Leo pointing at the screen like wait a minute I've been here before I know this uh yeah it's a weird song but love love us some Burl Ives so I'm glad he, yeah. he made the sing along playlist American hero Burl Ives so it's going up against uh be our guest which I mean as the title suggests starts with be our guest which is an objectively good Disney song. Yep. Uh, Jiminy's back on hosting duties. We get <laughs> uh, we get Bella Note. Yeah. Which is a song that this podcast really likes. Um, yep. And it's one of those solid, like often overlooks when you put together a Disney playlist. You get Heffalumps and Woozles. We get the Honey Trip, baby. Yeah. Love that. Uh, Beauty and the Beast, the song, which I still think is a little bit overrated, but it's Be Our Guest VHS. Like it's got to be there. Uh, the Great Mouse Detective makes an appearance, which yeah. feels random here. Super. World's Greatest Criminal Mind, which is not a great song. Great Mouse Detective, not a great movie. So it's a little kind of slump uh, moment. But then it saves itself with Chim Chim Cheri yep. and Once Upon a Dream from Sleeping Beauty. So, totally. like, I mean, this is one of those really stacked VHSs for me. Uh, these songs on this Be Our Guest, I think it's right up there with the best. Uh, I think it's a lot, like way, way, way better than Bare Necessities. So I'm advancing it pretty easily. I'm going to agree with you. And Be Our Guest is definitely going to move on. The notes that I will point out for the Bare Necessity is that in Cinderella, the mice singing working song, the sing-along subtitles stressed me out. Because in the part <laughs> yeah. when the mice sing, hurry, 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 the hurries got bigger and bigger as they said it, as if like they're screaming at you. I'm like, I'm not even rushed to make this dress right now. Why do to I really feel... to really stress the urgency and take you? It, it just made me so stressed out <laughs> for no reason during the song. And I love Cinderella. I love that song. I think it's great. Um, and then Old Yeller, of course, I love that song. Old Yeller is a great Disney dog and one of the only Disney dogs that has their own theme song. But Be Our Guest is a great compilation of songs. Uh, you can't go wrong when your second song on the playlist is A Spoonful of Sugar. Uh, anything for Mary Poppins you can't go wrong with. So I'm glad that that made it. And Heffalumps and Woozles is a great Disney song that we don't talk about enough because it's in like one of the many Winnie the Pooh specials and movies. Uh, so I agree with you, Chris. Uh, Be Our Guest will move on in this playlist conference that we have on the right side of the bracket. Barry, do you agree? I do agree. I had more notes about the bare necessities because I just was so like, I'd yeah. never seen it again. Starting off with bare necessities is a great song. So yeah, I had totally. high hopes. You are a human animal, which is the weirdest song. Bizarre choice. They both have Jiminy hosting. So it's equally as weird for both. So that was kind of a, that kind of equaled it, equaled it out for me. Totally. The clips of just random movies with animals, like random. They like ran out of ideas and they were like, just throw in everything and anything, even though it makes no sense. Cinderella is a classic and I love it. Uh, mm -hmm. Old Yeller. I've never seen it. I will probably never see it. And I have nope. a hard rule about not <laughs> seeing movies with animals involved or movies about dogs in general. Like I just know myself. It's they not all have be, one ending. They all, they, have, one they all ending. have one ending. Why would I do that to myself? I refuse. I'm never going to go there. I I just know myself. It's I'm not doing it. But they also, in the song, 
call him an ugly mop-eared mongrel. So yeah, they also that- in that clip, in that clip, they made this dog fight a bear. Did you right. see that? That that right. happened. Like this dog and this bear squared off <laughs> all in wrote, live action context. All I wrote is ugly mop-eared mongrel, so I'm firmly against this whole song, maybe the entire <laughs> video now. <laughs> the Figaro and Cleo was like so weird, but part of me thinks like there's got to be some sort of like weird cult following because they have a Funko Pop of them, like enough people wanted to buy it. So sure. that's weird. The Winnie the Pooh theme song is great, but it's so short that they had to repeat it. Yep. So it was just filler. I Want to Be Like You is like one of my all-time favorites, purely because like Jonas Brothers and the Fall Out Boy covers of them, which yes. deserve a shout out. Yeah. Um, Look out for Mr. Stork. I did not remember this song whatsoever. Everybody wants to be a cat. It's weird. This is now like the second video this has been on, but I do love the song. Ugly Bug Ball, Summer Magic. It's the weirdest song and weirdest video of all time. And that's all I have to say about that video. And then... <laughs> Fear guest. Yeah, so like I said, Jiminy's the host, so it kind of cancels it out because they both kind of suck in the hosting department there. Spoonful of Sugar is amazing. Bella Note, incredible song. Dogs yep. actually being pumped up instead of like apparently Killed. slandered. <laughs> um, Heffalumps and Woozles is like the weirdest. This and like Elephants on Parade are just deserve their own category of like weird trippy songs that people should enjoy at their own leisure. The only, my only, I love Beauty and the Beast. I know that it's apparently like overrated and whatever. I love it. Yeah. Angela Lansbury deserves all the awards and everything. I love that scene. But then they go into the world's greatest criminal mind, which is the weirdest thing I've ever seen. And it goes from like light and fun to like scary and creepy. And I didn't like that, but that's the one, that's the one minus on this entire video. Then Chim Chimney, which is incredible. And Once Upon a Dream. So going with Be Our Guest, except I wish we could just cut out like the three and a half minutes that is The Great Mouse Detective. Let's move on to our next matchup. It is the number three, I Love to Laugh, versus number 14, Topsy Turvy. Topsy Turvy was obviously the Hunchback promotional video, and this playlist sucks. Um, It begins with Topsy Turvy. You have You've Got a Friend in Me, which is the version that's a duet with Lyle Lovett for some reason. It's not even like the movie one. I don't know why that was a choice. Father yeah. and Son from Aladdin and the King of Thieves. Streets of Gold from Oliver and Company, which has just like a filled sax solo compilation, which is not necessary for a sing-along video. On the Open Road from Goofy Movie, which is a fantastic sing-along song. I love that song, and I think it's great that it got into a sing-along playlist. Out There uh, from Hunchback, definitely not a sing-along song. Uh, mine, Mine, Mine from Pocahontas. Ariel's Underseas Adventure Song, not great. Return of the <laughs> Return of Jafar song by Jasmine. Uh, what's this at the very end from Nightmare Before Christmas? Which is also like, why did what? And then ends with Topsy Turvy from Hunchback again. And it's yeah. up against I Love to Laugh, which has a lot of Mary Poppins. And when you have a lot of Mary Poppins in your playlist, you're probably going to move on past a, a hunchback themed uh playlist. I love to laugh at Mary Poppins. Everybody has a laughing place from Song of the South. Here they are again, just being bizarre with their cuts from Song of the South, even though they don't want anybody to watch this movie. The washing song from Snow White. Supercalifragilistic. Great, fun, nonsensical sing-along song. 
Uh, you get quack, 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 Donald Duck from A Day in the Life of Donald Duck, <laughs> which I've never heard, but it, I thought it was a really fun, silly uh, Donald Duck song. You get Odalali from Robin Hood. We get our, our boy, oh, the highest cool. Disney character, yeah, arguably, cool. the loop player from Robin Hood. Love him. Who's Afraid of the Big Bad Wolf, With which is a great, you know, random Disney song, but it's a great sing-along song, I think. Um, the wonder th- wonderful thing about Tiggers, Pink Elephants on Parade, which I think is a very strange cut to include in this I Love to Laugh sequence because everything's very like lighthearted. And Pink Elephants on Parade is a terrifying sequence from Dumbo. Do they and just so, ex- they, do they just expect the audience to be high out of their mind while they watch yeah. Pink Elephants on Parade and <laughs> then giggling happens? That's they the only okay. tie-in I can think. Yeah, they, you you. Obviously, you obviously smoked a bowl with freaking Rooster from Robin Hood before this. And now we're going to head into Pink Elephants on Parade. And then it ends with Jolly Holiday, which is a great song. I don't know if it's a super strong sing-along song, maybe. Um, but I think it would be a great karaoke duet uh, for anybody that is out there waiting to get back into these karaoke bars. Uh, so, Chris, I Love to Laugh is definitely moving on because Topsy Turvy's playlist is absolutely whack. Yeah, we, we owned I Love to Laugh in the Bower Socks house on VHS. So that one got a lot of play, a lot of play because we loved Mary Poppins. So very familiar with all of those songs. Uh, very familiar with Quang, 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 Donald Duck. Um, <laughs> every time I see him, like since I was a little kid, that song popped into my head. Um, I had very high hopes for Topsy Turvy because I, I have developed a, a very strong appreciation for the Hunchback of Notre Dame soundtrack after Menken shouted it out as the one he's most proud right. of due to its like complexity and sophistication. So it's been got getting a lot of play for me recently, but uh, yeah, this is a really random sampling of Disney music yeah. that what's what this just sent it over the top for me. I'm like, uh, it's a good song, but like, what, what are we doing here? It, it was like, it's one of the later tapes. So they were out of songs uh, yes. They're like, let's just Jeez. throw throw this together. There was no hosting segments. It just really felt kind of mailed in. Uh, so I'm definitely agreeing with you. Sending I Love to Laugh on. Barry, are you good with sending Topsy Turvy home? Absolutely. It's weird. I The Hunchback is not my favorite movie. I do like it, but it's just like you're starting off with like such a negative song with like take off your mask and like everybody calling him ugly and it's just like, a, yeah. I, I get that they're trying to promote the movie, but it's like starting it off so weird. Then you go into You've Got a Friend in Me, which I feel like they that should have been the video. Like, that should have been what they were. I, I don't know. I know they're like doing this all by their like release dates, but I think you sh- You've Got a Friend in Me should have been the the top and the bottom song of this entire video. Sure. Um, Streets of Gold, which is a Ruth Pointer is singing it which from the pointer sisters which is just like so incredibly random yeah um the pocus the pocahontas song like the dig 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 like mine 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 song why that's like it's such a like that is the least favorite song from the that's like the least known song from the entirety of the movie it's just so weird forget about love from the return of jafar i didn't know this existed someone is trying to sing like how gilbert godfrey talks yes so it's just weird and then what's this which i am a huge huge nightmare before christmas fan 
it had no place in this video. It has no place like really in any video, but it just took a turn. And I love to laugh. Like anything Mary Poppins, like you said, is going to be amazing. Um, the Country Bears clips, I just wrote, what is the song? It's so random. And it had random clips of Disney movies with laughing characters, which is a little weird. And then, yeah, wonderful thing about Tiggers is just like a feel-good classic. So, yes, happy to go with I Love to Laugh. All right, so let's move on to our final round one matchup. It's number six, Zippity Duda, the OG versus number 11. Let's go to Disneyland Paris. So Zippity Duda was the very first saw a very first Disney sing-along VHS. So they had basically 50 years of Disney music to choose from for this introdu- introductory installation in the series. So I was like, they better not, they better not mess this up. Uh, this was yeah. one that we owned in our house. Another, uh, Bower Sox owned sing-along and, and it's, it's mostly like Disney classics as it should be. We get a uh, very merry on birthday. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, obviously it starts with Zippity Doodah, of course, the Song of the South version. We get Very Merry on Birthday, and they dub the Dormouse. They redub the Dormouse into doing this like transition, uh, like line about Bibbidi Bobbidi Boo and having a fairy godmother. Yeah, it was so distracting. <laughs> so then we go into Bibbidi Bobbidi Boo, and I know you said that the Cinderella lyrics stressed you out. The Bibbidi Bobbidi Boo lyric stressed me out because <laughs> this song is so much gibberish. It was interesting to see, like how you spell Salagadoo, Rigamagoo, yeah. like yeah. Uh, so I mean, it was cool to be able to sing along with that. I want to hear a Bibbidi Bobbidi Boo Kanye West remix. <laughs> Scoopity poopity, Bibbidi Bobbidi. So, uh, yeah, classic Disney bangers. Um, I think. I think having a video like this, like in my house as a kid, like I said, explains my lack of 90s Disney bias because this, this was my bread and butter. And we get give a little whistle, um, which has like footage from other Disney things of people whistling. Um, and the song is about like, if you are having trouble with making a decision, you don't know what to do. Give a little whistle. Yep. Um, and it's supposed to be like Pinocchio, Jiminy's warning Pinocchio, like, hey, someone offers you drugs or something, just be like, <laughs> and then like, always let your conscience be your guide. And the irony is that they show Davy Crockett whistling when Davy yes. Crockett has murdered so many indigenous people. <laughs> he clearly was not whistling loud enough for his conscience to uh-huh. hear uh, his decision. We get uh, Snow White. Whistle while you work, I believe. Yep. Uh, the whole thing wraps up with another zippity doodah. The finale zippity doodah to transition to singing a song, a song of mm-hmm. the South, curtains down. Yep. Uh, which is weird that they let it hang on that note. Literally, we're going up against. Let's go to Disneyland Paris, which is a shot-for-shot remake of Disneyland Fun. Especially yes. apparent in the earlier uh, songs like Whistle While You Work when they're getting ready to open Disneyland Paris Park. Like literally, they just Everything's took, the they, they just replicated every single shot. It's so, so strange. I thought I was, have, like, I thought I was having a breakdown because I started it and I was like, wait, <laughs> it's the this. same thing. And then I yep. pulled up the video literally side by side. 
And I'll tell you what the difference is in one against the other. It's that Pluto in the Paris video has triple the size mustache as the Pluto in the <laughs> USA video. Okay. And it's so weird. And you made me sit through Grim Grinning Ghosts again, which I'll <laughs> never forgive you. So Yeah, yeah. So the Grim Grinning Ghost is interesting. Uh, first of all, the way that it's introed in Disneyland fun, it's like two kids run up and they're like, this girl's daydreaming. I wonder what goes on here at night. And then they kind of set up something similar in this one. But instead of making it a daydream, they have the little girl actress just open her mouth. Yes. And then they like insert like a daydreamy line of dialogue. It's so awkward. It's so awkward. This entire special is so awkward. The the host of Grim Grim and Ghost in Disneyland Fun is Maleficent, and this Disneyland Paris version, it's some skeleton guy that I I, do, I don't know who <laughs> no he idea. is or what, no. but he's running around being like the host of this version, which they brought the trees out of retirement. I, I never thought I, I would see it. these trees ever again, and, and they popped up I'm here. like doubly scarred now. Like, you scarred <laughs> me like oh 20 some, 25 years apart from when I was scarred the first, first <laughs> time, are, and I like are, don't yeah. know how to go on with my life now. They are arguably more scary in this Disneyland Paris version. I don't know, don't know why. The one funny thing I want to point out from this Grim Grim and Ghost version is that they, they bring the big bad wolf back as well, and... There's a moment at the end when Donald pops out of the Phantom Manor, which is the Haunted Mansion counterpart in Paris, and all of the villains run down the steps. The big bad wolf, as he's like pretending to be scared, punches the evil witch in the back of the head. Oh, oh. we're going to have to gift that because yes. it's pretty good. <laughs> uh, we get other songs from, from the Disneyland phone. We get Step in Time following the leader but it's not donald in a safari outfit it's our boy 1950s captain hook yeah <laughs> being terrifying uh we get zippity doodah that's about all these thrill rides in disneyland fun that's like star tours and matterhorn and yep. space mountain and they just throw autopia into the disneyland paris one like it's no big deal yep. you've got the parade song back disneyland parade mm-hmm. uh I, I'm intrigued watching the footage of Disneyland Paris parades. I, I want to learn more because th- there was a float that was just like a giant beast. Yes. Uh, and there was also a Sleeping Beauty float that had a Maleficent and Filthy Phil was like attacking her. Ta- yeah. And Aurora or Briar Rose was just like sitting in the corner, <laughs> looking, like doing nothing. So I would love to dig into Disneyland Paris parades. Uh, you get When You Wish Upon a Star, which is supposed to make you cry. It made me cry because Filthy Phil made a child kiss him on the cheek. And I <laughs> do not like that. Very sketchy. So there were a couple of songs that were unique. You've got How Do You Do and Shake Hands, yep. um, which is takes place in the Alice's Curious Labyrinth in Paris. And that that was one of the worst things on any of these brackets is this How Do You Do and Shake Hands so cringe. Mm-hmm. My ears were bleeding. My eyes were bleeding. It was awful. It, it was awful. You also get the uh, little unbirthday song that is, just looks so staged and cringe. Uh, and then you get a Pico's Bill song where Goofy is Pico's Bill and they're singing about Pico's Bill being a cowboy. And there's a verse where Chip and Dale are in headdresses and they sing about Pico's Bill murdering indigenous peoples. Don't like that either. So... 
all, all of that being said, Disneyland Paris, let's go to Disneyland Paris is awful and it's not advancing. I agree. And I will dive into more thoughts about uh, Zippity Doodah on the next episode because it's definitely moving on for me as well. Barry, any issues with leaving Disneyland Paris behind? No. And honestly, I didn't even get as far as you guys did into this video. As soon as I realized <laughs> that the first song was exactly the same, I just started clicking through, saw that there was Grim Grinning Ghosts again and didn't watch the whole video. <laughs> I just thought like, I don't need to see this. I know the better version, the first version. I yep. don't need to even watch it. Um, and Zippity Doodah, the only thing I was struggling with really, and this was like the sixth one I had watched from the whole thing, was really I was trying to determine which one do I like, the ones of live action Mickey and the gang or the playlist. And I think as a child, I would rather the clips. Like hmm. maybe I'm just, I maybe it's me and I'm a crazy person, but I am just not a fan of big characters in um, the costumes. Just, it's yeah. always freaked me out. Maybe we can have a whole episode of my mom making fun of me where I like had, would, would have breakdowns after waiting on lines to meet Mickey and not want to do it. Um, <laughs> th it always like rubbed me the wrong way that like an adult was there to like hug children. And it, maybe that still bothers me to this day because I still hate it. But I think that I'm leaning more towards these Disney movies with the clip of the actual movie because that's what I know and I loved and that's what I wanted to sing along to. Sure. Um, I'm trying to think of what else. Very Merry on Birthday, fine. It, yeah, I caught the whole like weird mouth dub thing. Davy Crockett patched up the crack in the Liberty Bell. I don't <laughs> know why that line made me just absolutely lose it. Yeah. Um, give it a little whistle into whistle while you work. Casey Jr., the whole like I think I can situation. Mm -hmm. Isn't that from Dumbo? I Googled yep. where the hell this came from. It's in reference to Casey Jones, the famous ra railroad engineer who lost his life in a train collision in 1900, oh, which is oh, just wow. the weirdest, oh. weirdest thing. I. It's just such a random, weird yeah. reference. Yeah. But yeah, out of the two, I gave Zippity Doodah more of my time and attention than the Paris one, which I barely even watched because I was like, I did this already. I don't even need to watch it. So I agree. <laughs> Amazing. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of this round of 16 and this episode where we'll begin next time is in our Elite Eight. And those matchups look like number one, Disneyland Fun versus number nine, Fun with Music. Down the bracket, it would be number four. Beach Party at Walt Disney World versus number 12, Circle of Life. Across the bracket, it is the number 15, Under the Sea, versus the number 10, Be Our Guest. And rounding out the Elite Eight, it will be the number three, I Love to Laugh, versus the number six, Zippity Doo Da. Very excited to dive in even further to some of these episodes next time. Barry, thank you so much for lending a hand in picking these Elite Eight matchups. Uh, we look forward to seeing you back for part two. I'm so excited. This is unlocking like weird, weird stuff in me, and I love it. <laughs>
All right, everybody. Well, you know how to reach us. Uh, Did you have any experience with these Disney sing-along VHSs? Uh, Do you agree with our takes on some of these? Were you a big circus fan? Were you a big Camp Out at Walt Disney World fan? Please reach out to us and let us know. We would love to know all about it. You can email us at mousemaddispodcast at gmail.com or you can hit us up on social media. We're on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Discord. All of those links are in the description of this podcast until next time folks just follow the bouncing ball